You're listening to Youth Voice Alaska. Welcome back to Onward, where we share stories from youth about overcoming and dealing with challenges. This is a production of StoryWorks, Say It, and Alaska Teen Media Institute. I'm Taylor Hecker. And I'm Bennett Pierce. And we're members of Say It, which is StoryWorks Alaska's youth team. This is our fourth and final installment in Onward, Seeking Help. Today, we will be doing things a little differently. First, we'll hear a couple of really important stories about finding professional help. And then we'll interview our friends at MHATS, Mental Health Advocacy Through Storytelling. Let's listen to Mitch, who shares his story about transitioning and the challenges he faced on the journey to find his true self. I've been bullied all my life, and I genuinely didn't know who I was before because of that. And um, I was 12 years old, about 12 years old, when all this, all these, like, when this thing happened, and I just, I've been moving around Alaska all my life, basically, from Anchorage to Palmer to Wasilla, like, not that much, but like, kept moving back and forth, and I moved in with my aunt, and shared it with my cousin, and I asked my cousin for advice, because I didn't know, because she was the only one there for me, because she's my cousin, she was like, default, you know, and um, so, um, so my mom, works on the slope, so she's, I don't live with her, she's not home a lot. So, um, so I didn't know, like, what to do, and my cousin encouraged me to, like, do it. And so I went on Facebook, and I made a status, and then I hit send, and I didn't realize what I did until my mom called me and said no. And basically what I did was come out as transgender to the entire population of the entire world because of Facebook that exists. And the only thing that she called, when she, the only thing that she said when she called me was no. And I just didn't know what to do because the only thing she was like, no. I was like, oh, okay. And she was like, no, like, you can't do that. You're not old enough to do that. You know, you're not in the right mindset um, to think about that. And um, I just really did not know what to do at that point. Because I was only 12 years old, so I was about to go into seventh grade and everything. And I had just moved, so I didn't know what to do. And I just felt like no one supported me. All my old friends stopped talking to me because of it. And my mom usually takes me back to school shopping when she's home, because she makes it so her schedule's like that. And she didn't complain to the cashier that she got to spend so much money on me because she wanted me to look like a girl so bad. And she got me a haircut, because that's, that's one thing I asked her for, was like, please, I just need my haircut, because I just don't want people to think that I'm a guy. And she got me a Ruby Rose haircut, and Ruby Rose is a lesbian. And you might ask, what's wrong with lesbians? And I'm gonna say nothing. I'm just not a lesbian, mom. So um, yeah, that's what happened to me because of that. And um, she just put everything into like making sure that, um, making sure that I didn't present as a guy at all. And I just, it was like a low point in my life and I was only 12 years old. So I did a lot of bad things like skip school and like sneak out and like did all these bad things. She's like, no one listened to me, I felt like. and. Um, my mom, I just wanted support for my mom and like, it wasn't really gonna happen at that point. Well, I felt that way. But then 
it took a while for her to realize that it was affecting me the way it did because then we finally, I, con I convinced her to talk to a therapist with me after a while and I got diagnosed with gender dysphoria, which is like my physical sex doesn't match my, um, my brain sex and that's what you need to be transgender. And um, it just, it just really helped me out because she finally realized that like, it wasn't just like a middle school phase. Like I wasn't just like doing it for attention. And, um, and bullying happened to me like way less because I was actually becoming confident in myself and who I was. And I stood up for myself and I had good friends like Pam. She like really was there for me. She was like one of the first people to actually treat me like a person. And not, not that people don't do that now, but like she's like one of the first and she encouraged me to do my best. And this girl, her name is Sheila and she makes me really happy because she's there for me all the time and she lets me vent to her. And it's just all my friends that are around me supported me at that point and I like never been happier. And um, it just, I just finally found out who I was. Thank you. Thank you for giving us another perspective, Mitch, and for finding the help you needed to find happiness. Next is Annika, talking about her struggle with anxiety. Um, I never really understood the concept of idealism because I never really believed that everything or certain things are going to go exactly as planned, no matter how minute the details off are, um, which, I mean, that may be because I'm cynical. Um, which leads me to the reason why I may think that. Um, when I started, when I went into seventh grade, um, it was a terrible, terrible time. Um, I had, I, I was tall, I was lanky, I had acne, it was not a fun, it was, uh, and I went, I went to Golden View at that point, um, and I mean, I think, I'm pretty sure everyone in this room kind of knows, like, the the idea like we're all aware that Golden View doesn't have the best reputation for being that nice it's kind of full of like rich kids um so I was just I was terrified of everything I had I had huge levels of anxiety all the time and it, it I never felt like it was justified um because I never felt truly bullied I think I was just afraid I mean there would be the comments like oh you're so tall or oh like just comments that weren't necessary but it, it should have never truly affected me, but it still did. Um, and then that leads me into eighth grade year, which I moved to Mears, which was such a better experience, but the residue that like bubbled over from the year before just got worse. And I I had kind of grown out of my awkward phase. I was I was like, I was just growing into myself, but when I got there, that kind of grew my mental maturity as well, and I became more aware of home life problems, which which did the opposite of help what was going on in me. And I think that when I realized not, I think that's when I, I think that was truly when like mental issues did develop. But I'm I will I would never say that. Um, it just all happens at once because it doesn't. Um, and I think that 
but I do believe that that was a turning point. Um, and so eighth grade was full of really nice people, but I just, I thought there was something wrong with me because I just couldn't bring myself to be as happy. So I tried really hard and I, I would never ever try and bring other people down with me because I, I enjoyed seeing other people being happy, but I'm also cynical. So you can see the, you can see the inter, inner turmoil there. Um, and then freshman year, um, it, it, it got a lot worse at home. And I, I realized what was going on and my relationship with my mom weakened drastically because I was never focused on school. I was always just really manic and up and down all the time, which I don't think is completely uncommon for teenagers at all. I think I would never speak on other people's experiences, but um, I think that we can all agree that sometimes it's really hard to just keep your head above the waterline. Um, and I think that freshman year was probably the worst year I've had at like well, I've only been alive for 15 years, but throughout my childhood, that's the, one of the worst years I had. Um, and it shouldn't have been because there was a lot of positive things going on in my life. Like I made state and I was doing really well and I was in all the classes I wanted to be in. And it was just, it was, it was working out. Um, but I just couldn't find a resolution. And then this year, um, me and my mom moved into a new house. And so now it's just us together and I, it's been the best year I could like wish for. I got, I got, I actually got into all the classes and I'm doing all of the work and I'm, I'm determined in school and I'm just, I'm happier. I'm in such a better space. And I still, I, even last night though, I'm, it doesn't necessarily go away, but it just, it gets better. And I, last night was talking to my mom about this presentation. I was freaking out and just now, um, he saw me like sit there I'm like, I don't think I can go up and do this. Like Melita's was so nice. I loved it. And like, I thought it was like so cute and I just got so scared. But um, I think that when you talk to somebody, cause I went to see a therapist, which I recommend even if you don't feel that you have anxiety or any depression, I recommend it as a necessity. It's so helpful. It's it's so nice to just have somebody there who has no bias on your life. Um, but I just am so much happier this year. And it's kind of made me realize that there was nothing wrong with me and there is nothing wrong with me. Sometimes there's just things you have to work on yourself. Thank you. Thanks, Annika, for reminding us you can overcome anything with the right kind of help. Now we'd like to introduce Bella and Bennett from MHATS, Mental Health Advocacy Through Storytelling, to speak with us about who they are, what they do, and what mental health resources are available to youth in our community. Thank you for being here, Bella and Bennett. First, I'd like to ask, what is MHATS? Um, MHATS is a teen and youth organized um group focused on helping other teens with their mental health struggles and bringing about um, awareness to the struggles that many teens and especially like in our communities struggle with and letting people know that there's help and that there are options for them. And so we've done that through um, a group of us telling our own stories and 
showing our own struggles with mental health. And so along with that, what type of work do you do in the community? Um, so what we've been doing for the past couple of months is um, we've been practicing stories and just kind of trying to learn as much as we can about mental health advocacy and like the stigma surrounding mental health. Um, and then uh, recently coming up, actually this Saturday, February the um, 25th, we're going to be putting on a storytelling event where we're going to be showcasing those stories um, in, yeah, in an attempt to spread awareness about mental health um, and just to the community. So, yeah. Do you have any past projects that you'd like to speak more to? Uh, yeah. So uh, last year, we actually did something really similar to this, um, pretty much ex exactly the same uh, format, um, just different time frame and a different group of storytellers. And we're hoping to make it kind of an annual thing, um, trying to emulate something similar to like Arctic Entries or Storyworks or something like that. And in addition to your upcoming storytelling show, is there anything else that you're working on right now? Um, right now, our group has been looking at HB 181, which is a bill that's going will hopefully go through that is looking to put mental health education as part of the health curriculum. Um, it's something that we're all very passionate about and is the reason that we've all come together. So we'll be talking about it at our show as well. But that's something that we're trying to work on in the community that'll have real um, lasting effects. What advice can you offer our listeners about how to comfort a friend who is going through a difficult time? Um, I would say to just be aware of what they're going through and not to belittle it. Or um, I think that tends to happen a lot with younger people that we tend to see their problems. It's not as important because they're not an adult or you know, they're not in, in the real world. So how are their problems affecting them? But that's not true. And maybe going to an outside source like a counselor or a mentor and voicing how you feel about it because they might be able to get the help that that friend needs and be able to give them resources you can't. So what resources would you recommend for young people struggling with mental health issues in Anchorage? Um, yeah, so there's a, there's a group that we're partnering with to make this uh, project come together. Um, it's called NAMI, which stands for National Alliance on Mental Health Illness. And it's a grass grassroots um, national-wide uh, kind of mental health organization that's come together to help educate youth on just mental health in general and like mental health issues if you have a friend or you yourself are struggling with that. Um, and they have a, a building here in town um, and a website. Uh, just look up NAMI Anchorage and you should be able to find them and give them a call. But yeah. So how can the community support MHAT's work? They support it by coming to future shows that will be put on by future groups through MHATs. Um, and also just spreading the awareness of mental health and trying to get rid of the stigma along with it. Because that's like a core purpose of MHATs. And how could our listeners get in contact with MHATs? Um, so we recently put up a, a web page called mhatsak.org um, that has all of our information um, and has a lot of the story um, stories that we've done previously recorded and posted on there. Um, and that should have information on any kind of upcoming events that we're doing or anything of that, that nature if you're hoping to get into contact with us. Um, also, we have an email address, mhatsak at gmail.com um, to reach out to us. Thank you, Bella and Bennett from mhats. Thank you so much for joining us today on our last installment of Onward. You've really provided us with valuable information, and we're so grateful for the work you do to support Youth Voice in Anchorage. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned for more podcast series from Youth Voice Alaska. This is Taylor Hecker. And I'm Bennett Pierce. From Say It, with our producer Cody Liska, from Alaska Teen Media. Our music is by Charlotte Severin. And a big thank you to the Alaska State Council on the Arts and StoryWorks Alaska. 